Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man of Post podcast. I am producer Ross, and joining me this week we have Adam and Colin. Good evening, chaps. All right. Hi there. How are you two? Thanks for joining me. That's all right. It's the tripod. <laughs> exactly. It's the best three, some would say. It's my favourite type of pod. <laughs> What's your favourite type of pod, Colin? Um, <laughs> On the spot question. Sorry. Uh, pod. Um... <laughs> Oh. I don't. I can't think of any. Po- yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> iPod. iPod. There you go. Or that. Do you have? I know you don't have it in Gosport, but do you have it in Essex, Colin? This, there's a place called Pod, which is like a food. It's sort of like a a pret. They sort of like do lunchtime things, and they some places they like deliver. They used to deliver lunch to our offices. Oh, no. They're shit. Really <laughs> bad. It's awful. It's what you're leaving, isn't it? No, yeah. we, we we don't have that. Oh. I, I'm you're, not, quite, you're not missing out. <laughs> I'm quite a big fan of. I quite like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's very weak. That's what sorry. that silence has been. He's been waiting for that. All right, let's talk about some football, shall we? Um, the first trophy of the season has been awarded. Manchester City are now the proud owners of the League Cup. Uh, fell behind to a Fabio Barini 10th minute goal, but then absolutely superb strikes from Yaya Toure and Sami Nasri. Got them back in it before Jesus Navas rounded it off in the 90th minute. Fairly comfortable. City were never going to really lose, were they, realistically, I don't think. I don't know. I was a bit worried for them after a while in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um... From what I saw, I didn't think some of them really dominated too much. Oh, no, definitely not. But they also, I don't think... It wasn't like, especially in the, the first sort of like 50-odd minutes, it wasn't sort of like they were backs against the wall sort of scrambling mm. for their lives um, I think there was a couple of opportunities which were sort of half chances where Sunderland probably could have made it made it two yeah. there was a one chance where Barini got through um, albeit he, he should have been flagged offside but mm. um, company manages to make up a colossal amount of ground to get a tackle in yeah. to deny him because he's one on one at the time and you'd probably back him to score especially after how he put away his his first chance. Yeah, decent finish. And I think then they could have they could have been in trouble because I know that it, it finished three one, but I, it wasn't as if Man City just started turning the screw. There was it. It was a a blitz. They scored two goals in two minutes, mm. and then Poyet decide rightfully decides he's got to go for it, and they get a, a third goal in the ninetieth odd minute. Yeah. Well, Lee Catamore got through a whole game without um, getting booked. I'm trying to look for some... Furious. Pos- <laughs> I had money on that. <laughs> the one That'll be the one game this season he doesn't get booked in as well. I, when I was placing the bet, I thought it was for him, for him to be first player to be booked. I thought, there's a real danger here he might get a straight red. <laughs> I wasn't contemplating the idea that he wasn't going to be the first booked person. <laughs> It was, is it going to be a straight red card? That could be my problem. Yeah. And then I was envisaging sort of like a Vinnie Jones-esque situation where he gets himself sent off after four seconds. <laughs> yeah, he's so hyped up. Just flies into Dzeko from the kickoff or something. <laughs> yeah, positives from Sunderland. Uh, yeah, no catamole booking. Um, they played well, though. I think uh, they can take heart from this for the remainder of the season. Like you said, they did, uh, City didn't dominate and they definitely didn't turn the screw. Two quick goals really killed them, and then, yeah, the, the final one just made it seem a little bit more comfortable than it actually was, but first silverware for Pellegrini. He needs seven trophies. He's got one under his belt, two if you count the uh, the Asia trophy. Which you don't. Unless you're Pompey. I mean, they're not even letting David Moyes count the, the Community Shield, and he's <laughs> desperately trying. So. That is more legitimate than uh, 
the agent. Do you reckon he's really regretting when they won that and he went, this one's for Sir Alex, the next one's mine? Do you reckon he's <laughs> really regretting that statement? Yeah, that's come back to haunt him slightly, isn't it, during this season? <laughs> the next one. Good luck. Yeah, well, but when did it become seven trophies? I thought he needed five trophies. Oh, was it five? Yeah, sorry, I think I got my numbers wrong, but still. Maybe it's seven, including the eight. If, look, go, go on. If you want to include these Mickey Mouse trophies, we'll make it seven. <laughs> yeah. If you can win a laser cup and a, a charity shield, we'll make it seven. They're, they're like they're like goals in Scotland. They count as half. <laughs> it's a big Colin, isn't it? <laughs> uh, should we move on to the Premier League action then? Um, I don't think much really happened in the whole Newcastle game, did it, Colin? Anything of note happened in this one? few goals um there was something wasn't there um what was it that thing um someone with steve bruce um that that's it the headbutt oh uh, yeah <laughs> the manager the headbutt of the footballer that's the one <laughs> <laughs> lunatic i think uh, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself but i'm on the same page as robbie savage with this one although savage says he deserves a 10 game ban that might be a bit excessive. What do we think then? What's uh, he's been fined a hundred thousand pounds by Newcastle? This is before the FA have got involved. What do you think the the overall outcome is going to be to this then? Not a great deal, really. I, I think I think it's um, a lot of people getting very excited um, about not particularly much, to be honest. Um, Okay, it's happened, but I think we've got to put it into some sort of perspective and, and let everything cool down a little bit. Mm. Um, for me, what will happen? Obviously, you know, he's got the the, the fine from Newcastle. He'll probably get a financial fine from the FA as well. Um, but I think he will probably receive a three or four stadium ban, three or four match stadium ban. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because I think the FA have set themselves a precedent with their prosecution of Paul Ince earlier in the season. Um, and if you compare what Pardew did to what Paul Ince did, what Paul Ince did was was worse. So Paul Ince was given a five-match stadium ban. So this isn't a touchline ban. You, you can't be in the stadium. Um, for violently shoving a fourth official and using very explicit language as well. <laughs> now, in terms of the language, there was no particularly bad language used with, with the Pardew situation. So the, the verbal isn't going to come into it. Um, so it's all about the head butt mm. slash push. Um, and so I, I reckon he's going to get a three or four match stadium ban, which, to be honest, is probably neither here nor there to, to Newcastle's uh, fortunes this season. Um, I don't think it's going to make a, a great deal of difference, really, because no. Newcastle are home and host, and I don't think they're going to make it into Europe, so they're going to be top half of the table, irrespective of whether Pardew's on the sidelines or not. Mm. Your thoughts, Adam? What should uh, what should come of this? Yeah, well, you think that's bad. You should see how I use my head to shut the fridge door. <laughs> Bloodbath. <laughs> Just to push it away and stuff. <laughs> I mean, when you, ha- when you haven't got any hands free... <laughs> Or sometimes, sometimes even when I have, just to improve sort of like my dexterity. <laughs> uh, Colin Rossani thinks uh, a three or four match uh, stadium ban for Pardew will be the overall outcome. Yeah, but he should be sacked. Yeah, this is what I, th- I think as well. You you cannot do this. He's a manager. He should be setting an example for his players. How are his players going to take him seriously if they commit? this sort of thing on the pitch and he tried to I, find them or whatever. And I just think that also when he sort of come, when he came out and spoke to the media, he just, he just doesn't seem very contrite when he's talking. Mm. He's there going, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'll just push my head forward. Uh, there's no intention. And then he went, so that's me sat down. Cause I stand up and oh, I get myself in trouble. Don't I? Yeah. I'm, it's like him. He's there going, I'm a silly sausage. <laughs> Like it's like that's okay. He's well, I've apologised. What else do you want? Yeah, that's it. Surely that's it. Vid done and finished with now. He's got. I think if I think if he was at any other club, 
he, he'd be fired. But it's almost like Mike Ashley enjoys doing the opposite of public opinion, <laughs> sort of normal consensus. It's like it's like he's, he he licks his finger, sticks up in the air, finds out which way the wind's blowing, and then tries to just to, to go into it. <laughs> He'd get Pardew to stand outside the um, St. James's Park with a Sports Direct sandwich board on for four games. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Just handing out leaflets instead of being able to go inside. 50% off thermal tracksuits or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Free Donny socks if you bring this leaflet. <laughs> He's got a bit of previous, hasn't he, Pardew, Colin? He's done a few naughty things before. Yeah, he's done a couple of altercations. Um, Pellegrini... Most recently, yeah, this season. Uh, but also, he's had uh, altercations with uh, Martin O'Neill. Yeah, Martin O'Neill was Sunderland manager, and uh, when Pardew was West Ham manager, he had an altercation with uh, Arsene Wenger, which got a little bit fighty. Yeah, didn't he offer him out for an actual fight? I mean, this is Arsene Wenger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the meekest Premier League managers. <laughs> To at least start on David Moyes and then move <laughs> on to Arsene Wenger. Who do we think is the hardest manager in the Premier League currently? Definitely Ooh. David Moyes. Moyes. I reckon Sherwood can handle himself. He looks a bit rough. I don't reckon he's got the. I don't reckon he's got the um, the experience that Moyes has got. <laughs> I think yeah. Sherwood's still a little bit wet behind the ears. Yeah, Lambert probably. I reckon. I reckon if Sherwood and Moyes went up against it, Moyes would manage to hurt Sherwood in places he didn't even know he had. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I bet Gus Poyer probably use a few dirty tricks. I bet, I bet he'd punch you in the balls or something like I that. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that Poyer wouldn't put in a good eye, but I, I imagine that Poyer would let his um, emotion get the better of him. <laughs> I could see a Poyer and Pochettino uh, tag team taking on the rest of the Premier League. Pochettino's got nothing. <laughs> no, he's, in, he's the uh, the manager on the outside telling Poye what to do. And then Poye would go into your dressing room afterwards and take a shit. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Pochettino, Ross, is like that guy, that wrestler who hired his own ring announcer. <laughs> uh, Pochettino would be the ring announcer. <laughs> Just coming in, speaking Spanish. The big Sam. Leave. Yeah, then run around scared. <laughs> And definitely not Martinez. He is a lover, not a fighter. Exactly, yeah. He wouldn't want to kick anyone in danger of case he ruined those lovely brown roses. Well, talk about the game then. Newcastle won 4 1. It's quite a decent win, but I think over the course of the rest of the season, it pretty much means nothing for Harlan Newcastle. Yeah, that, I saw um, when they were talking about it on Match of the Day, they said, oh, I was overshadowed Newcastle's best display performance of the season I thought they won 4-1 but from the highlights I saw they seemed to slightly flatter them mm. scoreline because um, I think there was a chance um, I forget his name professional of me <laughs> a whole player had, <laughs> had quite an easy header at the back post that he put he put wide oh yeah yeah um, I think I'm El Mohamedy, that's the one. Um, Yelovich had a, another header that um, he probably should have done better with, mm. and I believe Curtis Davis hit the bar, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It wasn't a so, it wasn't a comfortable four-one victory, by any means. No. And bear in mind as well that before Sissoko's opening goal, Tim Krul had to make a double save. Yeah, and then the ball went to the few good saves. Yeah, um, and, and then the ball went to the other end of the pitch, you know, and then a minute later, Sissoka knocks it in. Yeah. It's like Gascoigne against Scotland all over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on from that one then to the most heated rivalry in English football, Stoke-Arsenal. <sighs> Jesus. Stoke won, 1-0. One, one uh, John Walters penalty. I mean, he's got some balls, hasn't he, to keep taking penalties. <laughs> to, like, to give him his credit. Yeah. Yeah, he's not shying away from them. I mean, if we're going to make fun of him every time he takes an awful penalty or kicks the ball into his own face, <laughs> I think we should give him the credit for keep on trying because Wayne Rooney stopped doing that after he kept missing them from Man United last season. Yeah. <laughs> There's a stat about Mark Hughes. He's the first manager to defeat Arsenal in the Premier League with four different teams, Blackburn, City, QPR and Stoke. 
I don't know if that's a good reflection or more a bad reflection. Doesn't he keep getting sacked? I think he also he's beaten uh, Arsenal. He's the manager, only manager, other than no, not only manager. He's beaten Arsenal as a manager more times than anyone else, other than Ferguson. Blimey. Fair play to him. I don't like him, but fair play to him. <laughs> he's got the he's got Wenger's number. He knows how to beat his teams. <clears throat> What do you think, well, yeah. Colin? Do you think this is Arsenal's title push over? No, not at all. Again, I, I think quite a few journalists are getting a little bit hot and bothered again about nothing. I mean, okay, it's a bad result, but um, it's not the first team to be scuppered by Stoke. No. Uh, I, I thought Stoke would be in trouble uh, this season, but I'm not Mark Hughes' biggest fan, but uh, fair enough, whatever he's doing, he's, he's doing something. I'm glad this isn't a video cast because Adam's smug face right now with his <laughs> <laughs> But that's not the point when it comes to, comes to Arsenal. This is a terrible result for Arsenal. It is. Because because this is February and this is where their season traditionally falls apart. Yeah. And you could expect, you could understand if they were to, you'd almost, I think people pretty much expected them to fall out of the Champions League, mm. which they'll do next week. <laughs> Most More than likely, without, yeah. being dis, without being disrespectful, they weren't favourites to win that. People... It won't be a surprise if they lose to Everton at the weekend. No, I'm not saying again that that, that they're not favourites, but that wouldn't be a shock result because they they're getting close to the business end of the tournament and it's got to that stage now where you have to beat good teams. Mm. You lose to one of them, fair enough. But the one competition they they perhaps should have prioritised is this is the Premier League title push because. They'll never have a better opportunity to win it. No, exactly. I mean, look at Liverpool. Look at Liverpool. <laughs> They're ahead of them now. And they need to make sure that they didn't drop points. They'd be better off losing 5 0 to Bayern Munich. Yeah. And beating Stoke. Playing a bunch of reserves. Uh, let's talk about uh, Chelsea, though. Just keep ploughing on. Rather uneventful, but just winning games time and time again. A hat trick for Andre Schurler this weekend, a 3 1 win. Away at Fulham, it's not really an away trip for them, though. No, uh, no I don't think we should get too excited because they're playing against Fulham as well. Yeah, Johnny Heisinger, the goal for Fulham, though. Nice to see. I like Heisinger. It's just nice to see Johnny Heisinger. Yeah, I like him as a good player. But um, yeah, Felix McGath must be. <laughs> they're doomed, aren't they, Fulham? There's no way they can turn this around. I don't think. I I can't see it, but they brought it upon themselves. If you looked at the. Ooh, I think was it most of the the only player that Moonstein signed in January, mm. who was who started was Heitinger. Yeah. So you have Matroglu not even in the squad. Uh, Holtby on the bench. Yeah. Fist um, on the bench as well. Just where's the, where's there's no sort of sense of planning or structure. Yeah, Colin Fulham doomed. I don't know. The, the only chance I'm giving them is because um, there's some equally bad teams around them as well. But <laughs> Well, the, the thing is, though, is, and I think you can possibly say, put Cardiff into this bracket as well, is that when things get down to the nitty-gritty and you're fighting for your life, I think it is better to have a manager who has experience of the Premier League or the English game and mm. Fulham don't have that Cardiff but, don't have that with Solskjaer. Sam Allardyce could only manage one team at a time <laughs> well Sam Allardyce um, I think a lot of people laughed at the time but Tony Pulis with, with what he's done um, Sunderland they, they, they've they got um, Poirier Chris Poirier he? He, he knows the English game mm. Yeah, it's maybe it's a little bit of stereotyping, but I think sometimes if you do have that knowledge of the of the English game, I think that can work wonders for you, especially if you're in a, a relegation scrap. Yeah. So, but would you, so would you say Cardiff have that then? I don't uh, understand yeah. what Cardiff have, what Cardiff haven't got that Sunderland have got. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Cardiff's problem is: they 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 don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has obviously played. In, Played in the Premier League, yeah, but he hasn't managed in the Premier League, and and I think he's neither neither Poirier. 
Uh, no, that's correct. But he did have experience in the championship. Yeah, but that's a different game. <laughs> he is. Uh, well, per, per, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> I think Cardiff, Cardiff are still struggling to find out what they are. I um, think Cardiff are the one team that have gone. Yeah, their squad's very imbalanced as well, I think. 100% definitely. Yeah. yeah. They've got no goal scorers in them, and that's what you need. Fulham have got goals in them, I think, if they can get them playing well. There's good players there. But... Well, the, the other thing as well, is, I'm sure we'll come on to it a little bit later, but you've also got to look at the likes of Norwich. Yeah. You know, there's there's other teams that can... You know that Norwich are going to finish like 11th. Yeah. That, don't you? Have you not just got that feeling? Yeah. They'll pick up enough wins between now and the end of the season that they'll just be comfortable. It'll be like they'll go into the last game of the season where there's sort of like some sort of odd <laughs> off chance situation. They could end up going down. They'll win that game and they'll end up exactly like they did. Was it last season? I think that's what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think they could go down, but they beat Man City in the last game of the season who had no manager and had nothing to play for and ended up finishing 11th. And then everyone started thinking they were great. <laughs> well, that's. Um... Let's move on to uh, Goodson Park. Everton got one 0 win. Lukaku off the bench. One 0 yes. wins uh, West Ham. I was getting worried nice, for this one. Nice to see him back. Nice to see him scoring goals. Well, goal. Yeah. Look ahead of myself. Um, he looks odd without dreadlocks. He does, doesn't he? he? Looks so weird. But at least now we know it's not like some sort of like Samson deal. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's because that's what happened with. I think I think he should have had a chat with Stephen Pienaar and realised that you should never cut off your dreadlocks. <laughs> it does nothing for your form. <laughs> that was Leighton Baines' first assist of the season. That seems wrong. That feels wrong. Leighton Baines has assisted his first Premier League goal of the season. <laughs> you don't need assists when you're scoring. No. <laughs> Well, he scored like 12 goals or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we absolutely battered them. Yeah, I'm looking at the match stats now. Jesus. Uh, 70, <laughs> 70% possession, 22 shots to their seven. <laughs> absolutely battered them. Um, yeah, good to get the points done. We've got um, quite a relatively easy run of fixtures coming up now. Mm. Uh, you've got Cardiff at home, then Swansea at home, then Fulham away. That's that's nine points, right there. Yeah, and, and then Arsenal, what? Sunderland, Man United, Saints, finishing uh, Man City and Hull. You could win over half of those games remaining. Yeah, the, the question though I would ask you, Adam, is as an Everton fan, is is the season over for Everton now? It's is is there anything there for Everton to play for? Are you really bothered about busting the gut to try and get that fifth spot in Europa League football? Now, now Man City have won the the um, won the Carling Cup final. It's it's down to sixth. Oh, no. But also, also, I I I think, still think we've got an outside chance at fourth. Currently nine points, but yeah, Liverpool have still got to play. Um, they've still got to play Chelsea and Man City. Mm. Now. They could win both those games and the title race could get very interesting. Yeah. But also, they could lose both those games and then we're only three points behind them. They've also got Tottenham to play as well, which they could do you a massive favour there. Yeah, draw. They could draw. That would be a massive favour. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. When you look, like when I say, when you look at those fixtures we've got, there's only two games there that you should be massively worried about and they're Man City and, and Arsenal. Yeah. But by that point, Arsenal will be in some sort of depression. <laughs> yeah, knocked out of every tournament within a couple of weeks. And, oh yeah, after we beat, we've we already have the hoodoo after them from beating them on Saturday or Monday, whatever. <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> We're in the Champions League again. Just out of interest as well, because obviously I'm, I'm thinking ahead to the World Cup, and we've got the international friendlies coming up this week. Um, Jagielka is injured, isn't he? How how injured is he? It doesn't seem to be a serious injury, though. He says he, he felt his hamstring if, and will be missing for the West Ham game and for the England game. I think he's just pulled him out of the England game as a precaution. Right. I, I'd assume he'd be back for the next um, league game for Everton. So, the, um, the, the information I've got here on the, this website says that he's expected back on the, 50, oh, the 15th of March, which means he'd missed the FA Cup game. Yeah. Well, that's that's no bad thing, is it really? 
The 15th would be uh, your home game against Cardiff. So yeah, miss one FA Cup game, miss an England game. He's guaranteed to be a starter, I think, isn't he, for England? Should be. Oh, I almost definitely had four. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll just round up the uh, Premier League action then before we talk about uh, the England the preliminary squad that's been announced. Um, also on Saturday, Saints suffered a 3-0 home loss to Liverpool. Uh, Suarez ending his little goal, in, goal drought he had in his five or six games. Uh, Sterling with one and Gerrard with another penalty. That, that flattered them slightly, but they were, they were value for the win. Just mm. 3-0 flattered them, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, late penalty. Saints didn't um, play that badly, I thought. No, and um, Brendan Rodgers showed them... I mean, it was. I thought there was some good sort of tactical work there from Brendan Rodgers because he decided to to not play Sterling, who's probably one of the most informed players in the Premier League, mm. and instead he decided to play uh, Joe Allen and have a little bit more sort of solidity. Yeah, try to match in him his, up in his he? midfield to try and sort of match up against the sort sort of the the attacking runs that you get from from Adam Lallana. Mm. He, d- he did play Sterling though. He brought him on. Yeah, but he started. He, but that was a, a straight swap for Coutinho. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. To, um, he, he says Liverpool are a year ahead of his plan, doesn't he? At the minute, this is part. I think he does, yeah. plans to win the Premier League. I don't know. Can't what else it would be? But they're currently four points behind Chelsea. Is Top it? Five for the Champions League again? I don't know. <laughs> It's not out of the realm's possibility that they could win the Premier League this season, though, is it? Four points behind currently. Not at I all. Mean, would be funny just because it's literally like Alex Ferguson knocks them off their path. <laughs> he goes away for one year. Moyes lets them back on. They get it back immediately. <laughs> I think that would see the return of Ferguson to Premier League football. Yeah, I was about to say, but that'd probably be the only thing that would bring him out of retirement. But like, for fuck's sake, I've got to see these fuckers. <laughs> got to win four Premier League titles just to get some security in retirement for four years. I need a buffer so I, so I can die before this happens. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, uh, Sunday's results. Uh, Tottenham beat Cardiff 1-0 with a Soldado strike. Uh, I don't know if anyone really saw this, did we? No, I was watching the Madrid derby. Yeah. Fair play to them, though. 1-0 win. Keeps them up there. Uh, Palace drew 1-0 with Swansea. That's not a great result for anyone, really. Could have done with well either of them winning for them for their survival chances, but Palace currently on twenty seven points and Swansea currently on twenty nine. I think they're both going to be safe this year. Who do you think's in more trouble? I'd say Swansea. Yeah, they they've not done well pretty much since this time last season when they won the League Cup. It's been a, a, a gradual decline. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, you could probably argue they're both going to be safe. As also that. See, but um, Pulis has started bringing in um, Glenn Murray back into the fold after his injury. Yeah. Do, do, do we? I know he scored a penalty today, but do, do we think he's going to score goals at this level? I think he could be another Ricky Lambert, um, Grant Holt type, because he's a big, big lad. And he, from watching him in, for quite a lot of years in the Championship, he is a good goal scorer. He just has that knack of finding that little bit of room in the box. Which one is he? Is he a Ricky Lambert or a Grant Holt? Because they're two. Ricky, Ricky Lambert's done it for two years now. Grant Holt only ever did it once. <laughs> yeah, true. He's more of a Grant Holt, I think. But then this will be next season for Murray. He'll get a full full season if they stay up. What do you reckon, Colin? You must have seen quite a bit of him in Championship years. I, I'd say he's more like a Ricky Lambert. Really? I, I thought you were spot on when you said that, Ross. Um, it, it's such a shame that you know he got his injury when he did and he's been out for so long. Mm. Um, when he was in the championship, he was on fire. Easy. I mean, this guy, he was the top scorer. Um, and, you know, Crystal Palace have always had trouble scoring goals, so his return can only can only help. They've signed some good players to play around him. Tom Ince and Joe Ledley mm. are going to provide some good balls for him. I quite like him to look at this Palace team, apart from Shamak, but he's done right this season, to be fair to him as well, so... Uh, and then the last game today was um, Aston Villa completely destroying Norwich. Uh, Benteke scored an absolute worldly overhead kick and then a really powerful header. Uh, Pecuna scored a great goal on the counter-attack. Um, Sebastian Basson scored a known goal all after Wes Houlihan had given Norwich the lead. 
Norwich looked a shambles this week. How they man- how this team managed to beat Tottenham last week is beyond me. I don't know. I really don't know. Because Tottenham were a shambles last week. Well, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, this Norwich team matches up well against four four two. It seems not so well against a four five one. Villa's pace on the break is quite terrifying. Agbon Hor and Vyman started either side of Benteke. And they were just constantly breaking away at Norwich, and Norwich just couldn't deal with it. Well, I think as well, when Norwich get beat, they get beat bad. <laughs> yeah, they don't do 1-0, do they? Um, and in theory, they, they should have been good value for this game, because they, they took the lead with mm. Wes Houlihan. They had a chance to make it 2-2 literally 30 seconds before uh, Villa made it 3-1. I think you've got something there, Colin, as well. Looking at the league table, only Cardiff and Fulham have worse goal differences. Mm. They do get battered, mainly by Liverpool, but that probably, <laughs> that probably counts for a minus 15 of their mainly goals. Mainly by Suarez. <laughs> yeah, true. Chris Hewton Chris might be the guy to, to save them this season. I'm surprised he's still in the job. But I'm thinking forward, I'm thinking for the start of next season... I'll be honest with you, I think he's a gentleman in football, but I can't really see him starting the season with Norwich. No. All right, let's move on to the uh, the England 30-man uh, squad that's been announced before we talk about championship. Um, just run you through the squad quickly. Stop me if anything seems odd. Okay. Uh, goalkeepers, Fraser Forster, Ben Foster, Joe Hart, John Ruddy. Defenders, Leighton Baines, Gary Cahill, Stephen Kulker, Ashley Cole, Glenn Johnson, Luke Shaw, Chris Smalling... Carl Walker. Was there a stop there, Colin? Yeah, there was a stop there, yeah. Was Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, Chris Morley. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to Luke Shaw in a minute. I'll mark that one. Uh, midfielders, Ross Barkley, Michael Carrick, Tom Cleverley, Stephen Gerrard, Jordan Henderson, Adam Lalana, Frank Lampard, James Milner, Oxlade Chamberlain, Raheem Sterling, Andros Townsend, Jack Wilshire, and strikers, Jermaine Defoe, Ricky Lambert, Jay Rodriguez, Wayne Rooney, Daniel Sturridge, and Daniel Welbeck. Welbeck is an odd one. Defoe's uh, an odd one, isn't it? Defoe is, yeah. Well, Welbeck doesn't play football anymore, does he? Is, is Ashley Cole not an odd one as well? Yes, I don't mean, no. I, no. No, no, no. Hear, hear me out, hear me out. I'm saying that if I would... I, I, I was picking my World Cup squad tomorrow, and he, doesn't play another minute for, he hasn't played another minute for Chelsea, I'd still take him to the World Cup. Because, uh, as we as we said... I've got every faith. Leighton Baines would be my first choice left back. Yeah. But if he gets to a knockout game and Leighton Baines has picked up an injury, who do I want playing there? Do I want Luke Shaw or do I want Ashley Cole? Mm. As much as big a Luke Shaw as I am, I think I want Ashley Cole. Yeah, I think you're right. But, that, but the reason you want Ashley Cole is because you know what you're going to get. So do you need to see any more from him? <laughs> yeah. I suppose the only excuse is if you're going to play him so he can get a game. And it doesn't. I can't imagine you're going to do that if you're picking Luke Shaw. No, you're going to want to see what Luke Shaw can do. So there's no point Ashley Cole being there. No, <laughs> just turn up in the summer, Ashley. Get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> just don't hurt yourself between now and then. <laughs> yeah, don't get any splinters uh, on your own. Here's own. your ticket now. <laughs> Keep that safe. You, you could argue that about a lot of players. You could say that about Wayne Rooney. Mm. You, you know he's going to start. I mean, I think you could probably pretty much name a yeah, there's, there's a difference because you'd expect Wayne Rooney to play in the game because you want to see them playing. You you don't want to throw in a sort of a complete oddball eleven of of players who you don't think are going to who you're not going to take. You really you want to be playing sort of eight or nine of the players or eight out say eight nine of the outfield players that you tend to be off sort of the core of your squad and see what one or two around them will do, whether that's Luke Shaw or Jordan Henderson. Mm. There's a difference between you want Wayne Rooney's going to play. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really central to this, isn't he? Along with probably Sturridge. And also there's no striker there who's looking at in a sort of Luke Shaw role because it's specific to, because Luke Shaw's so specific to that left-back position. Mm. That's why there's no point in Ashley Colby in there. Mm. Which ones? Which which of these midfielders would you cut then? Do you think? Well, well, hold, 
Lampard. Uh, <laughs> what, what are we discussing here? Are we, uh, Gerard. Because we. This is, this is this is a thirty-man squad. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd struggle to find a forty-man squad for England, <laughs> right? So he's got to take what he's got to take. And I think with a lot of these players, he is giving some of them. He's he's whittling his team down. He's giving them one last chance. So he's giving Defoe one last chance to prove himself. So I can see Defoe starting. I can see Luke Shaw starting. Just so he's got different options in case there's a massive injury crisis, something like that. But there's no point isolating someone like Jermaine Defoe out of the England team, just in case. There's no point saying, oh, well, you know, you've gone to Canada now. Uh, you know what Jermaine Defoe can do. Yeah. That's not going to change between now and then. And if it does change between now and then, you're, you're not going to see it because you're catching him just before he goes to Canada. Yeah. So... I do, if you're going to do, if you're going to have a look at Jermaine Defoe, say, look, Jermaine, off you go. You go to Canada, come back and play in the game a week before I name my squad. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what we'll, we'll, you've still got then. Yeah, we'll see you are then. <laughs> but you're getting nothing in, in seeing him now because we, we know Jermaine Defoe and we know that, it, in my opinion, he's just not quite at, at that level. No, there's a reason he's gone to Canada. I think. And he never has been in his career. Yeah. I think this this is a slightly odd squad though, because like I say, there's no Jagielka in there. There's no um, well, Carroll's Carroll's an odd one because of his amount of injuries he's had, but I, I'll still take him. Uh, so like I said before, I, I think it's incredibly harsh on Ricky Lambert. I'd take him instead of Welbeck. I'd take Lambert as well. <laughs> to be fair, I don't understand what Danny Welbeck there's no does. Point there's no point in taking Carroll and and Lambert, is there? Come on. If we're going to play four four two, wingers, two big men. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're going to win this World Cup West Ham style. But no, no. In all seriousness, there's no point in taking both of them. Welbeck sort of gives you options, and I, I like Danny Welbeck. I think he, he gives you. He's a bit more versatile in the positions he can play as well. And and Roy obviously likes him. I think that that he's actually closer to being sort of the future of what England players are because he is more technical. He does, but I think um, Jay Rodriguez could do the same job. I've completely turned my opinion around of Jay Rodriguez from absolutely slamming him at the start of last season's podcasts. I think he can play um, in the Welbeck role at wide wide of a, a Sturridge or a Rooney <laughs> or a Lambert as your main striker. Then, I don't know, looking at the midfielders, you've got a lot of players there that kind of play wide or in attacking roles there seems I don't know this, this squad doesn't seem very balanced are you saying you want to see Scott Parker in it is that what you're saying <laughs> no Gareth Barry though how's he missed out I'm very just no we saw the last World Cup he was in yeah <laughs> he's probably still having me, nightmares me not... every once in a while I have to remind myself of that recently <laughs> now the, the thing is though on, on a serious note if you look at that team or that lineup and the form some of the players are in. So you think Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. for example. There's reasons to be cheerful if if you're an England fan, isn't there? It's not that bad. I think a year ago you'd be a little bit worried, but hey, I'm worried for Frank Lampard now. I I, I think he could struggle to make it, make the cut. He'll get 15 Welcome minutes. Welcome to my world, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a year ago he was he was on the plane. But now, maybe not. I don't see how he could be on the plane, no. I think Jordan Henderson's the, the successor to him. I never thought I'd be saying that either. But Bloody hell, Ross. Henderson's had a superb season. Henderson, Lalana. Yeah, Oxlade-Chamberlain in the middle. Chamberlain, Carrick, Gerrard. <laughs> All of these players have got to be above him, surely. And you even included Gerrard in that. I know. Outrageous. All right, let's talk about some championship quick then. There were some big scores this weekend, weren't they, Colin? Not in our game, but the other games well, around. Goals everywhere, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Um, Huddersfield destroyed Barnsley five nil. Uh, Bournemouth destroyed Doncaster five nil, which I think is the second time this season they've beaten them five nil. I may be wrong with that, but I heard something similar to that. Uh, Watford they destroyed Blackpool four nil. Leicester put Charlton to the sword with a three nil victory. Bolton. Absolutely hammered Luke Varley's Blackburn. That's a shame. 4 0. Uh, and Leeds drew 1 0 with the QPR in the televised game on TV. McCormack missed a penalty and then scored a free kick a few minutes later. 
And then uh, Jermaine Janus ran into a massive open space in our defence and passed the ball past the keeper. <laughs> what do you think of this game, Colin? It, it was frustrating as much as anything else because a point is is what neither team wanted. Mm. Um, they both needed three points. Yeah. QPR to get themselves back into a sort of automatic promotion push and, and leads to get them into a a push to try and get sixth place Yeah, into the playoffs. Um there was some good football on on display. Um, Mainly for QPR. Yes, but I do think Leeds had them on the ropes, especially in the first half. Is um, is Jimmy Kebe the worst player you've ever seen in a Leeds shirt? I couldn't possibly say that. I've seen some stinkers. Um, <laughs> um, but he's fucking he's, useless. I don't know what he does. He's. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you could argue that Cameron Stewart also hasn't pulled up any trees. Um, and these were these were the hopes for, for Leeds United to push on. Everyone was moaning that we didn't have wingers. So we signed some wingers, and now we're moaning that they don't do much. But they're wingers. They don't do much anyway. Unless they're involved in the game, they're not going to be chasing the ball down and winning tackles and sort of stuff like that. I think, well, with the possible exception of one goal that Kepi has scored... Um, <laughs> You have to sort of, as a Leeds United fan as we are, Ross, you, you have to put them in comparison to a good midfield. And the last good midfield we had was in League One, where we had Max Gradle on, well, yeah, um, Max Gradle on the left and Snodgrass on the right. Yeah, neither Cameron Stewart or Jimmy Kebe are remotely close to, to Gradle or Snodgrass. And there's a reason they're both um, playing in top level football, and we've got Kebe and Stewart. Absolutely. Um, but we had those players in League One. Yeah. So. I did enjoy yeah. reading that moaning that injuries have ravaged his squad. Have they, Harry? That's such a shame for you. Just get did, Ravel Morrison on loan this week. One of my highlights was, was seeing um, a close up of Harry Redknapp, who was, who was sat on the bench. On the bench talking to himself? Yes. What, just just jabbering what is he away. Doing? He was like a fucking mentalist. He was, he was like Joe Jordan, for a very clever reason, probably, left a seat between him <laughs> and Harry. And he's just stuck there, just chatting to himself. It's like the lunatic at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> that you stand well, the other side of the picture from. I don't know. Just holding a carrier bag. You know, it's like full of lemons or something. You know what I mean? We've got lemons. You know, he was just... Yeah. He, hey, I tell you what, he's in trouble if QPR don't get... Um, promoted this season big trouble because they have spent big well they're currently they fourth uh, behind Derby Leicester and Burnley um, Forest are right on their tail and Wigan aren't too far behind either five points they could realistically fall out of these playoff places and yeah everybody would laugh at Harry Redknapp <laughs> yeah Redknapp wouldn't be there if they fell out of there what two weeks before the end of the season it'd, it'd be off not my fault blame someone else um, anything else you want to bring up before we move on to the betting section? Sol Campbell's had a fun week, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he said that with contempt. <laughs> what is he doing? Call, call, call me a little bit cynical, but he's it, he's released a book. Um, it's International Week coming up, and uh, his book has been serialised and all the tasty bits have been put into the Sunday Times. Um, and he's called the FA institutionally racist um, and claimed that if he, if he was white, he would have been the England captain for 10 years. I'd say it's outbursts like this, which are why he's not, he was never England captain. <laughs> I mean, just to put into a little bit of perspective, there was a number of captains that he played under, mm. but the two main captains that he played under, which is, 20 plus games in, in both these cases was Alan Shearer and David Beckham. Not bad England captains, are they? Yeah, you, you couldn't pick another player of that. I mean, one thing he particularly said that stuck out was um, he said, Michael Owen was a great player, but captain instead of me, it was embarrassing. <laughs> um, Michael Owen captained England for, for three games. <laughs> <laughs> but 
and, and Sol himself captained England for three games, but they they were friendlies. Yeah. Yeah. But was he ever captain of Arsenal? Um. I don't think he was. I don't think he was because it was Tony Adams, wasn't it, alongside him? You could say his behaviour like walking out in, at half time in a game against West Ham. <laughs> so, it's sort of things like that, which maybe maybe you're not quite captain material. Yeah, or signing for Notts County, playing one game and then uh, disappearing as well. Yeah, it's a joke that he wasn't a manager of them as well. Manager, yeah, make him manager. <laughs> Some of the other man- the captains that he played under, though. David Platt, pretty good in the captain. Uh, Stuart Pearce, Paul Ince, David Seaman, John Terry. All arguably better players. I like I like Sol Campbell. He was a very good defender, and he had two, well, one goal disallowed in the World Cup, which should have been given, but I don't think it's a race issue. No, Not at all. Not at all. Really. All right. Bye. It probably sells books. Wow, yeah. People will buy it on the back of this. Cynical. Don't buy it. Go and buy Zlatan's book. It's much better. Or, or do read it, but do it online. <laughs> or just in the bookshop. Just stand there. I think as well, the other thing you've got to look at, when you're giving a captaincy to somebody, mm. sometimes it works for certain players and sometimes it doesn't. So, for example, to use a Legion United example, we're on our third captain this season, uh, Ross. <laughs> So, is that you know, you sold all the <laughs> no, no, they're still there. I mean, so so previously we had uh, Rudy Austin, yeah. our midfielder, as captain, and and it broke him. Yeah, pretty much. It it took it took the edge off his game. Um, now Given it's the other thing, though, and it's uh, made him more better. Well, that's absolutely right, Ross. That's the thing. I think when you give a captaincy, especially the England captaincy to somebody, you have to think: is it going to make this player a better player? And I think when you give the captaincy to someone like David Beckham, it's going to make him two inches taller. It's going to make him that bit faster, that bit stronger, because the manager's got the confidence in him. Mm. Now, if you give the captaincy to Sol Campbell, is he going to be any better a defender? <laughs> I, I don't think so, because Sol Campbell is what Sol Campbell is. He wasn't allowed. He's not a John Terry. He's not going to, someone's going to be there shouting uh, instructions to people, I don't think. Yeah, and I think Sol Campbell's quality was that he was eight out of ten every single game. You know, you knew, you always knew what you're going to get with Saul Campbell. I don't think a title, if you want to call the captain's armband a title, yeah, would have improved or made his game any better. Now let's move on to our um, our betting section then, our betting corner. Um, no winners last week, Greg. You didn't win. Fleetwood. Um, I think you thought they won in midweek. They lost four 0 to Plymouth. Um, so yours didn't come in so you're now still in the lead though on minus 11 um, I'm in second place minus 38 Colin you're in third minus 39 James in fourth on minus 87 Tom in fifth on minus 170 and Adam minus 193 in last place <laughs> with an asterisk um, yeah obviously yeah <laughs> so Greg if you're not here I've done a bet for you this week um, I'm sure everyone will be tuning in to Monday Night Football this week. It's the mighty clash of Portsmouth versus Chesterfield. Um, and your bet is for that game. Jed Wallace to score first versus Chesterfield. That's all I've gone for. And that will return £190 because you were slagging Jed Wallace off the other week. So I thought I'd give you that. Um, I've gone for draws in next weekend's Premier League action. between A uh, draw between Cardiff and Fulham. And a draw between Palace and Southampton. Um, ten pound there returns one hundred and twelve pounds. Uh, Colin, what you got? Well, I've got to get back on track because my my record was small wins, but they often came in. Yeah. Um, I've had a terrible run of form, just loss after loss after loss. So I've got a little bit different. I've steered well clear of the international friendlies because they're a lottery. <laughs> um, so straight into Scottish League One, I've gone for Stranraer to beat East Fife. In League Two, I've gone for Rochdale to beat Bury. And last but not least, uh, in the William Hill Scottish Cup, I've gone for Rangers to beat Albion Rovers. Massive odds for that one, isn't it? Well, if you'd put a pound well, if you put a pound on Rangers to beat Albion Rovers, you will get and, and Rangers win, you will get a profit of seven pence. <laughs> Um, it almost seems but, pointless having it in there, really, because it could fuck you up. 
well, it, it could do, but I, I, I can't really see Albion Rovers uh, beating Rangers. But £10 returns £49.11. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, James, we've been quite generous to you. Uh, Tuesday, is it Tuesday night or Saturday? It's next Saturday, actually. Um, Leeds to beat Bolton. That's all you've gone for. I know you'd love that one. Um, £10 there returns £20. And Tom, yours is also for Monday night. This is a, a massive return for this. I hope it doesn't come in. Um, I've gone for Jake Jarvis to score first and Pompey to win 2-1. Uh, £10 there returns £560. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, what have you got? Um, I've gone for Villarreal to beat Granada, Bayern Munich to beat Wolfsburg, Manchester United to beat West Brom, Chelsea to beat Tottenham and Derby to beat Millwall. And £10 returns £128.93. Ooh, excellent. Thank you very much. Um, I think that's the end of this week's podcast. We haven't got any games. I've got, I have. I've, I've made a game. Oh, my word. Yeah, I know. This is just for you. This is it, this only really works with you. I thought because it's just you two here. Okay. Your order, without being disrespectful. <laughs> but um, that excitingly enough, that to twenty three years ago today, anyone know what happened? Twenty three years. Uh, the start of the Premier League. Right. No, it's mid season, Colin. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Right. Any ideas? No. Um. So we're talking 91? Yeah, yes we are. No, no idea. It was Ryan Giggs made his debut. Oh, blimey. 23 years ago today. So I've just gone and got myself a list of events that sort of happened in the world, mainly <laughs> mainly in the UK. Okay. And um, I'm just going to tell you what the event was, and you need to tell me whether that was um, pre or post Ryan Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do it. This needs a theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I've got is um, the UK expels all Iraqi diplomats from the country due to Iraq's invasion of Kuwait five months ago. That's that's after Ryan Giggs's debut. That's after Ross. Uh, I'm going to bow to Colin's knowledge here. Yeah, after you're going after you. you're wrong. That happened on the third of January. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Um, so right, what have I got? Uh, the Football Association announced plans for a new Super League of 18 clubs to replace the Football League First Division <laughs> as the highest division of English football. The move is attacked by smaller football league clubs who fear this could go out of business if TV revenues was confined to the proposed Super League. They <laughs> had nothing to be worried about. <laughs> um, so he made his debut in '91. Premier League started in '92. I'm saying before. Yeah, I'd say before as well. No, you're not very good at this game. Oh. The 8th of April. So I've got... Uh, my next one is... The government confirmed that the unpopular community charge is to be replaced by a new council tax in 1993. Oh, brilliant, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> after gigs. After, Colin. I'll go before gigs. No, point for Ross. One yes. nil. <laughs> that happened. That was that announcement was made on the twenty third of April. I'm celebrating council tax. What's coming? Yeah. Well, well, you thought you were celebrating ca- before. <laughs> Wait for this one. The final phase of the M40 motorway through Oxfordshire, <laughs> giving them M West Midlands its first direct motor link with London. <laughs> before. No. After. After gigs. Colin. I think Ryan gigs have been all over this. Um, I. I... <laughs> But I'm going to say before, before Giggs. That's before Ryan Giggs. Colin's equaled it up. It's oh. one all. Thank you, Colin, for <laughs> motorway knowledge. <laughs> That's just get, it's getting a bit heavy now. Um, the IRA explodes bombs in, in the early morning at both Paddington Station and Victoria Station in London. After. After. Colin? Before. You two should really go to remember these events. <laughs> I was only born in '84. <laughs> and what you should think is, you, see, it's, a, it's another point to Colin now. He's come back. <sighs> it was before. You should have thought that that a young Ryan Giggs face would have united a nation. <laughs> happening. But point of reference: I am aware that, that Ireland and it's not a nation. <laughs> Don't tweet me. <laughs> 
No, tweet at Greg Kitchen. <laughs> so what else have we got? We've got some other good ones. The final breakthrough in the Channel Tunnel was achieved when the last section of clay in the South Rail Tunnel is bored away. That That's after gigs. All right, after. <laughs> Colin said that was some certainty. He did. Right, it's the 28th of June that happened. Oof. Good knowledge, Colin. Yeah. Motorways and tunnels. <laughs> Transport. <laughs> right, so I've got right. We've got Alan Green, Director of Public Prosecution, announced that the Birmingham Six could soon be freed from prison after 17 years as their convictions for terrorism and mass murder are no longer considered safe and satisfactory. Before. Again, that's before gigs, Colin. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's before as well. Three, two. You are both correct. It is indeed before. Now, the Birmingham Six are freed from the court after the Court of Appeal quashes their convictions over the 1974 pub bombings in Birmingham. That has to be after, surely. Yeah, I'm, uh, to, to, to make it a game, I'll, I'll go before. <laughs> oh. It was, in fact, after. It is now. He's evened up. That happened on the 14th of March, so just after. But This is going to end up on pens, Ross. <laughs> I haven't got a breakthrough. So, luckily for you, though, I do have one last question left. Right. And it's a brilliant, brilliant one. This is all... So, I'm going to be honest with you. I got all of this information from Wikipedia. <laughs> and I could not take this one. This is I just typed in events that happened in 1991. <laughs> And one of them was rioting breaks out in Leeds and Cardiff. I've <laughs> um, got a specific date here, but I imagine that happened on more than... <laughs> yeah, more than one occasion. I'm going to go after. What was the reason for the rioting? Do we know? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Sam for man walking around a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> what did you go with, Ross? After. I've got before. Oh. <sighs> I feel for you, Colin, because you've lost it just out of politeness, really. <laughs> <laughs> 29th of August. Get in. Winner. So, Ross knows the most about either Ryan Giggs or 1991. I can't decide. <laughs> My seventh year on the planet. I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry and I'm going to headbutt you, Ross. <laughs> well, it's not you could push him away with your head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Adam. I'm liking these uh, quick little games. Colin wouldn't do that. He's not that type of podcast host. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that, didn't I, when I was uh, defending Alan Pardew. Well. Um, I did promise you, I forgot to mention it, but as part of my defence of Alan Pardew, I, I did promise Adam before the podcast that I would say that Alan Pardew is not that type of manager. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's definitely not photographic proof of him. Any sort of previous on this. <laughs> All right. Well, the end of uh, Adam's impromptu game there brings you at the end of this week's podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you both for joining me, um, making the effort, not letting me know three hours before the podcast starts that you're not available. Uh, That's a dig. That is a dig. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to listen anyway. <laughs> not listening. We can say what we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even if they, they deserve the dig. <laughs> Uh, the podcast will this podcast will return on uh, next Monday but there's also uh, Man of the Post Extra Time which is out on every Friday if I can get around to editing it in time um, with your hosts Chris and Mark are the regulars and I think Emma is back from her European uh, adventure this week which has included Topless Darts and Ronaldo so make sure you listen to the Extra Time podcast to find out more on that you need to because I if you just Pop in sporadically like I do. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> well, this week's podcast title, The Hypnopod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no more of that said. Go and listen to Extra Time Podcast. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you... I think, I think what you should remind people, Ross, because we've, we've picked them up. But like you said, yes, last week's podcast that we did was the best one. Yes. So it's the original and still the best. Yeah, we are the original. They, uh, they, they don't seem to recognise that on the Extra Time Podcast. Your extra time. We are the original. You are a a, a sub podcast in the Man of the Post genre, shall we say? Barcelona B. <laughs> <laughs> only joking, guys. Only joking. You are the uh, the leads to our Norwich. How about that? That works. I don't like I don't like the Norwich link. 
I prefer the Barcelona B one if I'm on it. <laughs> we'll stick with that then. Um, so yeah, back in your box, Chris. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, make sure you uh, rate and review us on iTunes any five star reviews get in contact with us and um, Colin will send you a lovely Man of the Post fridge magnet um, that's pretty much all for this week I think so it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Colin goodbye and goodbye from Adam see ya and always remember to have your Man of the Post Tell you what, I did discover something brilliant this week, which was um, you can get this bread that is sort of already sliced. sliced. <laughs> no, no, it's like bread, bre- bread rolls, and you put them in the oven, and then they're yeah. fresh. Yeah. You mean but, baked bread? Huh? Yeah. You mean like, yeah. I had but that for the my thing, dinner, Colin, but it was hot dogs. Now the, the thing is, though, I <laughs> it says you have to. Brush them with water. 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 Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a brush, so I well a proper brush. Run it under the tap. You don't literally have to brush it with water. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I, I used a paintbrush. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I'm still recording. I did. I didn't. You, you know, you see those little. I don't know. What, are they basting brushes or something? Yeah, for egg wash and stuff like that. Well, I ain't got one of them. Who's got them? So. I had a paintbrush to hand, so I just used that. And it, it worked all right. White spirit all over them. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, Colin. Next time, just, just, just turn the tap on and just run it under the tap. Quickly. Yeah. And I didn't know that. But make sure you've already got the oven on. So you, they're going into a hot oven. Yeah. That's the two tricks. Hey, well, I've learned something today. Nineteen <laughs> knowledge and... To use paintbrushes on <laughs> food, <laughs> <laughs> excellent.